From across the pond, this is Off the Record with Big C. And this is Big C. Thank you very much, Shaggy. Once again for the 94th time as we enter the 94th episode of Off the Record. And we talk music, we talk all sorts of stuff on here. Mostly nonsense, no doubt, but uh, especially from Pete over there. Um, but he's uh, he's with me, he's waving out the screen if you're watching on Facebook Live. Welcome to everyone. Thanks for watching on Facebook Live or for listening on your favourite podcast. Um, hi, Stinky, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, not so bad. Spent the day with uh, my grandkids and uh, done a bit of work and, you know... Yeah, all chilled. Bit of work. I did a, a tiny bit of work this afternoon. Not not paid, obviously, because it's oh, a right. year where everyone's saying, "Can you do this? Can you do this?" Oh, by the way, can you do it for free? Yeah, of course I can. Anyway, but uh, apart from that, we're all good. You meant the babysitting was I, the work, babysitting or? was great fun. No, the babysitting was lovely. My uh, oh, right. it was my uh, it was my two and a half year old and the um, year and a bit year and two or three months she's a little cutie and he's great fun and he's talking and talks the own legs of a donkey so uh, yes it was great fun enjoyed it like granddad indeed yes <laughs> i was I, I i thought i might sing a few songs for them but i i spared them that spared them the um the, Clive, the full clive Douglas. <laughs> granddad yeah. clive yeah, Dunn. the full the full granddad i spared name a name from the past. Yes, uh, and not one we one, want to remember. One from the annals, as they call it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. From the annals of time. Yes. Okay. All right. So this week, we might, we're might we going to have a bit of fun, I think. Um, maybe less serious than we are usually. Uh, a bit, bit, of, bit of a frivolous. Frivolity. That's the word I'm looking for. Frivolity. frivolity. The world needs more frivolity. We all need frivolity. We do. Uh, and we are talking TV themes, okay? So many will end up probably talking about the shows that they were the themes for. But our favourite TV themes from over the years, this could go back decades, of course, uh, and even more for, uh, for Pete, of course. Um, he's going to stick a finger at me. He's going to stick a finger up no, me now. No, I'm, I've decided to be very nice today. <laughs> If if Boris Johnson can swear on the Bible, then I'm certainly not going to give you the middle finger. So, what that he hasn't lied? Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh, oh yeah, and the party gate you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, let's not talk about Boris Johnson. Yeah, no, let's we not. are going to go back to themes, then TV themes, and you, you've got to love a good theme, haven't you? I mean, when you, your favourite shows from the past, no doubt we'll hear some of them from you and and some of mine as well, no doubt from the past. And it it the, the theme tune just resonates, doesn't it, with you? You think, oh yeah, I remember what I was doing, yeah. watching yep. that show, and you know you waited absolutely, for it. yeah. And and sometimes it kicks in after you know the, the program starts, and then you know there's a, maybe a couple of minutes of show, isn't it? And then suddenly that theme tune kicks in. It's, yep. it's one of the moment actually. I don't know if we ever watched Death in Paradise. I'm not. I haven't uh, got it. In I, I, I've watched. I've watched it. Not any of the more recent series. I watched series. You know, I don't know, six or seven years ago. 
Yeah, yeah, it's been on a while, and the plot's yeah. pretty much the same in, in most of them. Every um, single one. It, it's like, yeah, but they keep getting new detectives, and it's such a small yeah. island. They have a murder every week. It's like uh, it's like Midsummer Murders, but in yes. the character. <laughs> and uh, what was what was that other one with uh, John uh, John Nettles in? Oh, the, the one who sat on Jersey, basically. Oh, Bergerac. Yeah, the entire population of Jersey got wiped out in the 1970s. I'm amazed there's any more still that's true. Charlie Endel. Was it Charlie Endel? Charlie Endel. Yeah. Charlie Endel. He was in it as well, wasn't he? I remember Charlie Endel. And Bergerac used yeah. to drive that open top. Uh, oh, was, an old, was it an MG, was it? Or a, I can't remember. It might, with MG or a it might have been an old MG. Yeah. yeah kind of maroony colour. Very nice. Yeah. I'm not really a car man, though, to be honest. I mean, give me a car, I'll be able to drive it. But, you know, no. it doesn't, doesn't really interest me. The show maybe is a different thing. Right. Okay. So, what are you going to tell me? What have you done? How have you processed this this well, week? Theme tunes. In a very, basically, what I did was I thought about all my favourite theme tunes right through, and I came up with a list of about 150. And I figured yeah. it wasn't really going to work very well on a podcast that's supposed to last an hour and a half ish. Yeah. Um, so I then said, okay, let's kind of think about this. So what I've done is I've selected a number from childhood memories so coming home from school watching tv before dinner after i'd done my homework or i hadn't got my homework finished and so can i watch a bit of tv and then i'll get my brain in gear to do my homework so i've got kind of some from from that period um and then i've got a few which are kind of memories of being married and watching stuff with the kids, although actually not very many of those. Um, not sorry, the, the ones with the kids, because that literally could have filled another entire program. <laughs> and I've also done um, I've also done quite quite a few modern ones because I think one of the interesting things is there is a lot of really really good TV now with you know with all the platforms with Netflix and Prime and Disney and all the other options and there's so many things Paramount Amazon Prime you say yeah well I, mean, I, I, I don't I, I've I haven't got Paramount but I but just there is there's so many options now and there's some really really good theme tunes which kind of get into your head um so I've chosen quite a few from there so I've kind of done I've I've done those three kind of blocks of ones that's how I've done it Excellent. Okay, well, I've got some from Graham and Barbie. They've given me some. I'll read them out at the end, unless they correspond with some of the ones that we are going to talk about. Yeah, similar for me, actually. Um, so are you going to start? If you like. I'm going to go, go through chronologically, so I'm going to go... Oh, okay. When I say chronologically, not necessarily year by year, but I'm going to do childhood, married, modern. Uh, so that's kind of... A, so, okay. If you had a theme tune for your marriage, which one would it be as well? Just... <laughs> Some of my children listen to this, so don't. Okay, it won't, won't go there. Don't, don't, don't go there, but let's put it this way. Um, when people say to me, what's the theme tune to your life? I usually, sometimes I feel like screaming my deep purple. Um, so oh, uh, right. that kind of sums it up, really. Anyway, um, so, okay, I, I'm going to go with the the earliest. I haven't put these in any order. Um, but I'm going to go with the earliest chronologically. So the one that I remember most vividly, this is from black and white TV days. Short trousers, yeah. So 60s, I mean, 
we got our first color TV, I think, in 1971 or maybe 72. And I remember the first ever pro- program I watched in color, which was, you know, in, uh, with, it's kind of like an amazing thing of seeing, yeah. oh, wow, this is in I color. Know. Not in black and white, it was it was astounding. I think um, we got we got our first color TV in. I think it must have been seventy four, uh, and it was a Telefunken. Remember Telefunken? Yeah, well, I think I can't. Remember. We had a Telefunken at one point, but I think ours was a pie. Oh right, okay. I think oh, ours I was, was a pie. Just eaten it. I thought, boom, boom. Um, boom, boom. Yeah, um, our first show was Wimbledon. I couldn't believe it. everything was so green. It was just bizarre. <laughs> Our first show was the Double Deckers. Is that the theme? No, it's not. But that, oh, was, okay. that was the first show. That was the first show we ever watched. Come color. on board, come and on board with the Double Deckers. The double Deckers, yeah, that one. And the little lad in it ended up being Harry Aswad. He also um, appeared. He was the lead singer with Aswad. Was he really? I believe. Well, he was certainly on the Double Deckers. You know, you remember Aswad, don't, don't Turn Around? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember Aswad. Yeah, sure, that was Double Deckers. What was the premise of the show? I can't remember. I know there was a it, bus. There was, was it kids who lived on a Double Decker bus, or did they use all it? bus to go remember. places? I can't remember. I just, no. remember. It was the first thing I ever saw in colour. Anyway, I digress. Right. So right. going back to black and white days, 1964. And it's interesting because I was having this conversation with some of the Bucker Still lads just on one of my WhatsApp groups a few weeks ago. And we all remember this with great fondness. And it was The Adventures of Robinson Crusoe. And it was written by Robert Mellin and Gian Piero Riverberi, who I'm assuming may have been Italian. Um, um, And the, 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 the music was this lilting... Um, and, and, and basically it, it was a picture of it, the, the titles were a beach with this kind of black and white, you know, obviously it was black and white and gray. So yes. the, 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 um, the, not the surf, but the, you know, like when the, when the, when the, um, the sea breaks onto the beach and you get that kind of, you know, that kind of just stuff around the edges of the beach. So there was that. And then you see his footsteps walking down the beach. Which um, means a it's. I mean, it's a really famous thing. I mean, you can watch bits. You can watch it on YouTube, um, but it's beautiful, beautiful piece of music, and it just. It's a really, vi- really vivid childhood memory um, from from that from that time, um, and it was a it was absolutely brilliant series. It was absolutely. I mean, what was I in sixty four? Would I've been seven, so it was absolutely captivating as a as a story. Um, so um, and 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 everybody wanted to be Robinson Crusoe because he was kind of long haired, muscly, heroic character um, as well. You know, I, I can't even remember who played him, but um, but it was uh, yeah, it was a it was a brilliant series and a really really good theme tune. He was from York, wasn't he, Robinson Crusoe, a sailor from York. Uh, uh, very. Oh, I don't remember the theme, but it's one of those, I'm sure, if I listen to it, I'm going to think, oh, yeah, why didn't I have that one in there? Possibly. Well, but there's going to be loads of those. You're, I'm sure you're going to say loads, and I'm going to go, oh, yeah, I could easily have had that. You could have that in there as well. All right, okay. Yeah, well, so, that was, so that was my 64 one. 
All right. I'm going to go probably around about the same time then, I guess, 64, 65. Now, I don't know. I don't think I saw them when they originally came out. I remember them probably more when they were on TV, on uh, on ITV, when my dad used to let us watch ITV because he was a BBC man, you know. My dad was a BBC man, but basically ITV was run by Satan. Yes, indeed. It, it, it's surprising that the BBC don't want to sanction, you know, commission off the record, isn't it, really? <laughs> it is remarkable. Watch ITV, <laughs> BBC. Um, but, yeah, the show I'm thinking of used to precede the big match on a Sunday. I remember. Now you remember the big match. That's a thing. I remember the, the, yeah, I remember the big matches. match. I can't remember I can't remember the theme to it at all, but I remember we used to watch the big match more often. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. one. Yeah. And that yeah. was the thing, the big match. I could have had that in there. Could have had that in there. I deliberately the avoided show, the sports. The show before no, I could have I could have had Match of the Day in there as an iconic theme tune, isn't it? Yeah. Apart from last Saturday when they were on strike. Um it was the it was Thunderbirds, of course. I have to Hang have on. Thunderbirds in there. Um right. Yes. Yeah, remember. Yeah. I play the I play the countdown at the start of every show that I have on the radio, actually. Five or six And on a Friday, often on a Friday, I'll play the whole of the theme actually, rather than one I'll play the Dan Busters on the radio show in the mornings. I hear the Dan Busters. Dan Busters, or I've played, I don't know, I've played 633 Squadron. I've played some of these other uh, themes that we may well be talking about tonight. But Thunderbirds, the super, super marionation of Thunderbirds. Super marionation. Yeah. Um, and that was the Barry Gray Orchestra. And they also did, I could also have included in other puppet shows. Oh, yeah, uh, Stingray, Fireball XL5. Yeah, well, Fireball XL5 was, Fire was earlier, wasn't it? I don't know whether I... I well, vaguely Fireball remember XL5, it. That was, that was one of the very first shows I ever remember watching as a kid, ever. And that was that predated um, Robinson Crusoe. That would have been 63, 64. Who was the captain on, on that Fireball XL5? Do you remember? Was it Steve Tracy? Oh, it could be. And is Zoom, that where they got Steve, Steve Tracy and Zoom the other Zoom? Uh, is that where they, that's where they got the Tracy name, is it, from for Thunderbirds as well then? I, I've got no idea. I've got no idea. Maybe, maybe it wasn't Steve Tracy, maybe it was someone else. But I remember the Zuni the Zoom who had a little tail. I used to have the I used to have the Fireball XL5 scooter and with the two of them sitting on it. It was one of my very early toys. But no, Thund- I mean, Thunderbirds was iconic. And it came back, didn't it? My kids all love Thunderbirds as well. What was your favourite Thunderbird? Now, you see, there's a thing. <laughs> you never thought we'd be talking about this, did you? No, but my favourite Thunderbird was Thunderbird 4. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. The underwater one. Prince yes. Gordon. 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 He was a moron. <laughs> Which he wasn't sure, yes. <laughs> no, Thunderbird 4 was my favourite. Because it went inside Thunderbird 2, didn't it? So it was the idea of having both. Yeah, it was a, it was a two-hit wonder. I thought Thunderbird 5 was boring because it was basically a space station. It didn't really do anything. Steve Zodiac it was. Steve Zodiac. Steve Zodiac. Zodiac. Steve somebody. Dr. Venus, an authority on space medicine. Yeah. Engineer and navigator, Professor Mouth, Matthew Mat- Matic. And co-pilot, Robert. 
Mm. And zooming the lasagna. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I can't see that. So Thunderbirds. So Thunderbirds is my first one. As I say, Stingray is another one. And the other one, of course, Captain Scarlet. Did like that one as well. Captain Scarlet and the Mr. This is the voice the Mr. of the Mr. The Mr. Rons. We know that you, 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 you can't hear us. <laughs> Super. That was, that was a great show. I love the, the angels. The angels, weren't they, in um, in Captain Scarlet? And I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest. I was more of a Thunderbirds and Stingray fan than I was. Yeah, me too. That's why I had to, if I had all of these listed, that's why I went for Thunderbirds. That was that was yeah, the yeah. main one. But Scarlet was good, indestructible, wasn't he, Captain Scarlet? He was, yeah. And and that did that ran through the whole show. S C A R L E T. <laughs> right, so Thunderbirds, that's me done. Okay. Super marination. I've got my super well, marination out of the way. So I'm going to chuck in one very, very quickly. Um, and again, childhood memory, literally watched it every single episode right through probably till I was well into my teenage years. Blue Peter and oh. uh, the Hornpipe. And, you know, it basically, it's just a Hornpipe and it, but you got you, you. I can't do children's TV things without doing Blue Peter. It was absolutely iconic. It's better than Magpie, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, you know, don't don't even turn up. Well, I the mean, ITV version. Magpie was ITV, but it was a version of Blue Peter, wasn't it? And I mean, Blue. I mean, Blue Peter had Leslie Judd on it. I mean, why wouldn't you want to watch Blue Peter? Leslie Judd. Well, she was Valerie Singleton before that, surely. It was Valerie it? Singleton originally with Pete. Uh, John Noakes and Peter Purvis. Peter Purvis, yeah, that's right. And then, no, but originally it was Christopher Tracy, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Originally it was Chris. Yeah, originally it was Christopher Tracy and Valerie Singleton, and then he left and was, and it was Peter Purvis and uh, John Noakes. Yeah. Then it was Leslie Judd, and everybody was seriously in love with Leslie Judd uh, for reasons I can't remember. Anyway, it's uh, again an iconic. An absolutely iconic theme tune, and I couldn't have my team. I couldn't have my um, list of my childhood without having Blue Peter on it. I'm not a particular fan of it, but it's just iconic and such a memory. Mm. All right, I'm going for then a show that was around in the very early seventies, and a show that I really loved, and it featured a, a couple of detectives. Not an unusual premise, I hear you say. Ah, uh, one of them was dead. Was dead. <laughs> Randall and Hopkirk. Randall and Hopkirk. What Dis- a great series! <laughs> it was a fantastic series. It was brilliant. Didn't I loved make enough it. of them. Didn't make no, enough of them. No, they didn't. It was fantastic. Edwin Astley was the guy that uh, performed the theme uh, right. on, yeah, on the harpsichord. You, you, you probably can. Remember I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember it. Dum 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 dum. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And on a harpsichord, I can't do right. harpsichord impressions. No, it's difficult to do harpsichord impressions. <laughs> it isn't easy, I must admit. Um, the same um, idea with the harpsichord that he used. The same guy, uh, Edwin Astley, on 
the Danger Man series, which came before it. You remember Danger Man? I d- Patrick McGowan. Very, yeah, very vaguely. A bit before my time. I remember Patrick McGowan more from um, uh, The Prisoner. The Prisoner. I am not a number. I'm not a number. I am a free man. 49. <laughs> or 49. It was Randall and Hopkirk deceased. They made a um a remake of it, didn't they? Um, in the oh, when would it have been the 80s or 90s, maybe the 90s with Vic no, Reeves? Vic Reeves, yeah, no, oh. no chance. No, the no. original theme I loved, so yeah, I'll it was very really good. There. Okay, I, what have you got next? Well, I'm gonna go with one which is early 70s, which. If I could choose one program from my youth to watch again and for it to have the same impression that it did. So I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd go, okay, what was it about this that I loved? But at the time, it was the there was two or three programs where I was really disappointed if I man if I missed it. And um it was the Colditz story. Oh yeah. Yeah, so the Colditz Mark, which was Jeff Love and his orchestra. He wrote a lot of that stuff. Jeff Love, yeah. Things. And it starred Bernard Hepton as the yes. campus. And um, Ilya Kuryakin was in it, but I can't remember what role he played. Um, I, I remember him. From yeah, um, from Manfred. He was the, the guy who was in Manfred. Uncle. Yeah, but I can't remember. What I, but what was, his, what was the actor's name? Can't remember. Uh, yes, I don't know. I'll come on to that. Carry on. I can't remember. But anyway, but, but it's me. just it's an uh, it's quite interesting because on McCallum is it McCallum or something like that? David yes, McCallum. McCallum. Yeah, David McCallum. Oh, no, I won't look it up then because I remember it. On the um, on one of the early shows on Planet Rock, they do the Planet Rock years, and they kind of do they play the music. And they do TV clips and TV shows and films that were released in that year and news things. And you have to guess what the year is. And, you know, that's kind of like the premise. Um, but the guy who does that show, Paul, he's a massive Colditz fan because whenever it comes on, he always has the opportunity to talk about the Colditz story. It was just a really, really compelling piece of telly. Very, very well done. Um, and I remember it must have been, I, I would have been, I don't know, 12 maybe. Yeah, it was early 70s. Yeah, I would have been, so yeah, maybe I was 13, 14, 15 maybe. But I just remember it was one of the first programmes that I can remember really, really engaging with the characters and mm. trying to think, well, how would they have felt in that circumstance? Um, and it's and it was... Yeah, 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 I remember. And it was just... It was it was a march, but it kind of was more. It was, and I don't. I'm not really a fan of marching, but it was kind of like a, you know, it was it it, it, it was a march, but it, it was more than that. It, it was very much a theme to the whole thing. So yeah, I, it, one of my very very favourite programmes ever um, of that ilk. So uh, yeah, that was an easy pick too. It was it was good. I must admit. Um, I remember. I mean, did did anyone ever escape from Colditz in the war? Something of interest. Yeah, I think I think some did, didn't they? In the end, I can't remember. I, I just I vaguely remember like. Well, I've read. I've got the book. I mean, I've I've got the Colditz book somewhere on the okay. but um, I, I'll have to have a look now. 
I'll, yeah, I'll, why not? I'll check and let you know tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, it was hardly like Alcatraz, was it? But I mean, you no, know, it I, wasn't I, like I can you imagine like with like with dirt in their trousers and carrying it around when they're burying, uh, sorry, burying. They were digging tunnels and stuff, weren't they, to escape the prison? Um, yeah, good show. And Bernard Hepton, did he not appear in? Which had another a good theme actually, Secret Army. Do you remember Secret Army, the Resistance, which hello hello, of course. Was, the, was a spoof on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder whether Bernard Hepton was the restaurant owner or whatever in that, because I don't think he was another German. I remember he was, my, he was a very good actor, and he did that German commandant role brilliantly. He did. He my, really was. My dislike at that time of the 1970s for Germans started around then, I think. It ended. <laughs> But I didn't have a great opinion of him when I was about 11 or 12 years old. <laughs> well, we they did seem very down. nasty. Yeah, we did have it stuffed down our necks a bit, didn't we? You know, all we German. Did. I know lots of lovely Germans, and it, nothing could be further from the truth. No, but I'm sure. Okay. Good time for them. So cold it's. Now, I'm going to stick with, on the same, similar sort of theme to Randall Hopkirk, a similar era. And it's of the, of one, two, three, maybe I've got three or four that actually had hit records with the theme okay right. right now this one i think they only made one series probably about 23 24 episodes featuring one american actor and one a british actor and that, i mean i don't know one was extremely rich the character the british one and he was a lord and the other guy was this yank who came over who was a bit of a layabout called Danny Wilde, I think his name, and Lord Brett Sinclair was the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it, all right, okay. Is this the... the Persuaders. Uh, the Persuaders, yeah, yeah. That's yes. Roger Moore. That was Roger Moore yeah, with Tony Curtis. Yeah. I don't think they got on very well during the making of it. I, 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 I remember that it was a thing, but I don't ever remember. I remember watching The Saint, but I don't remember watching... The Persuaders, particularly. Persuaders was a. It was, when you look back at it, it you know, because I've watched a few fairly recently, actually, you know, available on on Sky, on on the I don't know on demand or whatever. And I looked at it, and I was like, yeah, did I really like this show? But you know, it, it has a sort of appeal to it, a sort of a nice memory what, of don't watching you, the shows. Don't you find that with a lot of those shows? A lot of those shows of that ilk, because I remember seeing an edition of, well, what did I watch? Oh, The Professionals. Yeah. In the 80s, I absolutely loved The Professionals. That was one of those, you have to watch it every week shows. And I watched mm. it and I thought, why did I like it? Mm. What was it about it? But it, it, it engages with you at a particular age, I guess. And it does. And, of course, Roger Moore got the James Bond gig out of appearing he as did. Lord Sinclair. He did. Uh, in 73, was it, Live and Let Die? So, well, that... Yep. that that in itself probably explains why there weren't any other series. <laughs> yes, could could well. I think, yeah, probably so. And I would I would hum the tune, but I can't get Randall and Hopwick out of my head at the moment. So <laughs> you know how it goes. It's an <laughs> old, heavily synthesised, typical early seventies sort of theme tune, yeah. and it yeah, was John yeah. Barry, who the infamous John Barry, who done so many themes, including yeah, I mean, including Jane Bond themes. In fact, yes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. In fact, the original, the original James Bond thing. Right, so me for the Persuaders then. Okay, well, I've got um, 
I've got three more from that period. Uh, let's throw in my one and only cartoon. So this is the one that I loved cartoons in, in that era, you know, the ones that I grew up. I mean, I, I, I've enjoyed quite a lot of watching cartoons that the kids grew up with as well, um, sort of 80s and 90s cartoons. But from our era, the one that I just love the theme tune and I just love the premise was Top Cat. Top Cat. <laughs> The indisputable top cat. That was a great show. Officer Dibble. Officer Dibble. Yeah. And Benny the Ball. Benny the Ball. And Top Cat. It was just brilliant TV. And they weren't very long, were they? 20 minutes or something? Yeah, they weren't long. They were just. There was. I remember Deputy Dog when I was a little boy. That was the first cartoon series i remember um mm. enjoyed that as well but top cat was a whole different league um written by hoyt curtin or sorry performed by hoyt curtin and his orchestra and a really really vivid memory of um of watching uh of watching that so yeah i did that that uh, of, I mean, I could have had hundreds of cartoons, but that was the that was the easy one. I mean, it's it, it's a real. If you talk, you know, it's a show about themes. It's an absolutely standout theme tune. Sing along, great it work. It's a bit of fun, brilliant. And strangely, over here in the UK, it was probably called Top Cat over there. It might have been here initially, but they changed the name, I believe. To well, they did change it to Boss Cat. It was. It came out as Boss Cat over here because. Of the cat food, I think it was the cat food top cat. There was a oh, cat food okay. top cat. So they that maybe there's some legal ramifications for calling the show top cat. So it was called boss cat, even though the thing tune they didn't have so you going boss- in or someone going in dubbing boss <laughs> cat. Right. So <laughs> the actual show was called boss cat, but the song was top cat. Yes, it was I called. Don't it was I top don't cat. Yeah, but when it then had a sort of subtitles a screen, it would say boss cat. Uh, and if it was introduced to show, it was Boss Cat. Maybe it was only after a while. Maybe initially it was Top Cat and everything was about it, it was Top Cat. Yeah, good show. Yeah, that though. was something new every day. Yeah, I didn't I didn't include uh, – I nearly put in the Flintstones, actually, because right. I love the Flintstones. Um, I, yeah, I don't, it was all right. I wasn't a massive fan of the Flintstones. I enjoyed it, but – yeah, but I think you're probably right. Top Cat is uh, it's one of the best ones. Um, okay, so what have I got now? Uh, I'll try to steer away from that sort of era. Let's go I, to one of the first comedy, I'm just going with era. comedy shows. Now, we weren't allowed to watch this, I don't think, when I was little. In uh, probably late 60s, early 70s, mainly early uh, late 60s, I would have thought, because it was rude. And the show was Steptoe and Son. <laughs> and the theme was Old Ned. Yeah, it was. Ron Grainer was the yeah. performer of it or writer of it. And there's a couple of old, uh, well, a, a, a guy, Harold Steptoe and Albert Steptoe, weren't they? Harold was the son. Albert Al- was the, yeah. Was the dad. Oh, okay. The so dad. Uh, the Steptoe had a particular place in my family of dislike so we didn't watch it and for two reasons yeah number one because it was rude yeah number two and far more importantly 
my granddad, my mum's dad, yes, was an absolute dead ringer for Albert Steptoe. <laughs> like Wilfred Bramble. Yeah, but li- literally, if you put the two of them next to each other, you'd go, which one was which? And his name was, and we've had this conversation before, Freddy Krueger. So, oh, yes, I remember. So he not only... He drove a yeah, bus. Yeah, yes, right. He drove the 167 that used to go to school sometimes. So not only did my granddad have the name of a serial killer, but he also looked like Albert Steptoe. So add those two things together, no way that Steptoe ever get watched, gets watched. I don't think I've ever seen an episode. All right, okay. But, I mean, I've included some themes where I, I'm not as keen on the show necessarily, actually, because yeah. I just love the theme. And yeah, I think, sure. think the sort of rag and bow, man. Like, ding, 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 Okay, to you, so sir. Going back to the childhood one, I've got a couple, um, I'll, but I'll you know do your other one next. Um, I, I, this one you've probably got. I'll be amazed if you haven't. Um, the monkeys theme. I do have that in now. I mean, you couldn't. Uh, you, we couldn't have this without doing the monkeys, could we? Absolutely. I I loved the monkeys. It was just a brilliant brilliant tv show it's a great absolutely show absolutely loved it and I, I really liked the characters and i know they weren't proper music well mike nesmith was wasn't he but i know they weren't proper musicians until much later on but just the whole premise of the story i just loved and i mean can you get a more iconic theme tune than hey hey we're the monkeys people say we monkey around around yeah we're too busy singing to put anybody down. I mean, it's just happy. Just you know, imagine them walking along the beach to the the, yeah. the at the start, don't they? That's right. And then you have the thing where they're rolling down the hill, and that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's just it, it. It was just glorious, innocent, happy TV. And when we were growing up. You know, it, I mean, it was after the war. Rationing hadn't long finished in the late 50s when I was, you know, when I was just born. And then, you know, all right, we had the swinging 60s and kind of London was coming alive. But then by the time you got to the 70s, everybody was on bloody strike. And I mean, you know, it was pretty depressing. And a programme like The Monkeys just was a, it was a real lifter. It was it was just happy TV and I loved it. And your favourite monkey? David Jones. David Jones, yeah. That's because I was a lead singer. The Brit. <laughs> the Brit. The Brit. No, if I was, was a lead singer. No, but he was from Manchester. That's not really Britain at all, is it? Anyway. Um... Oh. <laughs> Ex of Coronation Street. appeared in Coronation Street in the very did, early yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also liked Peter Talk. I liked his... Was it he was the first one to die, wasn't he? I think Peter did talk for, for David yeah, Jones. But, yeah, Peter Talk was, yeah. Yeah, but he was... I mean, he played bass, didn't he, in the in in the monkeys? But he was just um, and the keyboards, I think, as well. Yes. He, on the video, anyway. Imagine him on Doomsday Dream Believer. Yeah, but he was he was the deadpan one, wasn't he? He, he kind was. 
he, 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 funnily, because it goes back to the conversation last week, wasn't it? You know, deadpan, but actually the comedian. So I, I thought he played that part really well. And he mm. had a crazy hairstyle as well, which <laughs> basically had a pudding bowl on his head, didn't he? Cut around. He did. Yeah, yeah. But, but Mike um, Metcalf, you, you could never saw his hair, did you? Because he had a hat on all the time. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Bless him. Uh, yes. So, that, yeah, I love that as well. So that is on my list. Um, Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart's song. As with a, a lot of their, a lot of their songs like Last Train to Clarksville, etc. Uh there was a longer version on their debut album, but then they did a, a shortened one that was going to be used for the TV show. Um I told you a couple was of it last Yeah, there was at least two or maybe three. Hmm. I played um I told you, I think, when we were chatting the other day, I played the monkeys, you know, I've got a music for pleasure album called The Monkeys, which is basically the monkeys' greatest hits. Right. There isn't a duff track on it. I mean, you know, whether it was them or not, they were just really good pop songs. Mm. I mean, Last Train to Clarksville, Daydream Believer, The Monkeys Theme, Shades of Grey, you know, just brilliant. Pleasant Valley Sunday. Pleasant Valley Sunday, yeah. Just That's a good song. songs. A little bit yeah, me, a little, little bit you. There's, yeah, there's another stack. cracker. Stacks of them. Um, they might have come out. I don't know when they finished making it. It, it. Probably 66 they started, I think, didn't they, the show? Is it, so, was it 66 or 67? Was the last year either 69 or 70? I think 66, that was when the first one was, without looking it up. Uh, I would say 66. I mean, the first hit was the end of 66. Lots of to Castle was the first hit in the yeah. US. Over here, the first hit was Unbelievable, which is number one. And then yeah. Last Train was released in it. Yeah. Dented the chart, so yeah, but their so basically their hits were late '66 through to '68, weren't they? Yeah, they didn't go beyond uh, the '60s. No, uh, they might but, have um, had a comeback album, didn't there? A comeback tour. Uh, I'm well, that was when they could actually play because over the time they learned to play, didn't they? Well, they did. Well, they they played on I think Headquarters album, maybe the first one that they did. So that the song that was actually quite a big hit was number two. Uh, it was called, uh, well, actually, on the album, it was called Randy Scouse Git. Yeah. Uh, Which what, what, it got came banned. Out it got banned over here because Randy Scouse Git is, you know. Well, I wonder why. Good. And uh, it was called, uh, what was it called? It was called Alternate Title over here. And it okay. got to number two. Got to number two. Right. In the- okay. That was 67 as well, I think. But I just thought I just thought the principle of constructing a fictional band, but with really good music, and basically, the Monkeys show was like the Beatles Our Days Night movie, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly what I was about to say. I was going to say, yeah. well, I mean, the it was. idea was probably like just a TV show of a band like in Hard Days Night, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which, but it but it worked beautifully, and because it was a mixture of American and and, and English. I think it worked even better because you had, because I mean, let's be honest, most of the great music came from those two countries and mm. you put the two together and have that kind of thing. It just worked at every level. It was absolutely brilliant. And it's a theme song. Right. So that's the monkeys. Uh, I'll go with one then. I'll go for another comedy show, classic comedy. Probably if you did a poll, in the UK, at least, as to the favourite comedy show ever. I think this show 
is very, very often at number one. I'm not talking 40 Towers with John Cleese, because that was only on for about, what, 12, 13 episodes, amazingly. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking the John, Soli- John Sullivan written series lasted a number of years, only Fools and Horses. Yeah. That it, weirdly, okay, so here's the thing. I don't really like comedy because I don't find it funny. The things that make me laugh are things that are humour in everyday life. Now, it's not to say that I didn't, as a kid, enjoy bits of Dad's Army. I did. And Forty Towers I loved. But mostly, so when I look, I've seen lots of Only Fools and Horses, and the first time I saw them, there were things in it that made me laugh. But I don't get at all the it's the greatest comedy thing ever done because it isn't even close to Monty Python. So, and that's my kind of humor. Different kind of bag though, isn't it? Monty Python. Monty Python is like sketches and, you know, they, um, they got a lot of things wrong. I would say Monty Python, they didn't all work, did they? When they were hilarious, they were hilarious, but others weren't. Um, that's another thing, too. I've got written down as well, actually. The Monty Python Liberty Bell, yeah. I don't know whether you had that in your list. No, um, I I mean, no personally, I, I, I think there are there are some great episodes of Only Fools and Horses, yes, there are. Um, I think personally, I prefer 40 Towers, maybe because it's only 13 episodes. And uh, yeah. Only Fools, I don't know how many episodes they're probably about. I don't know, were there up to 100 episodes of Only Fools? Probably. There are some classic scenes, you know. There, like was, the, there was some classic boys scenes. Falling over at the bar. And yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Be cool. Be cool, Trick. Be cool. And he falls over. Then. <laughs> he didn't know that the Spurs bar fan, of course. So, uh, you know. And Trigger. Yeah, Trigger. Hilarious. Always brilliant. calling Rodney Dave for no apparent reason. And also the broom where he where he he'd replaced the handle heaven knows how many times and he'd replaced the ends but it was still the same broom that always yeah, that's the one yeah so, yeah so I mean yes and he it, was sent he was sent to try and work out they had a a, um, a sweep on what the Rodney's child was going to be and he went over to talk to uh, to Rodney it's all right Dave yeah what what are you going to call the, the baby then. And uh, he said, like, as a girl, it's going to be, it's going to be Raquel. Yeah. After Raquel Welsh. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, if it's a boy, uh, it's going to be called Rodney. So he goes home and tells the barman who wanted to, to find out, to find out. So, yeah, yeah. If, if it's a girl, it's going to be called Raquel after an actress. And if it's a boy, it's going to be called Rodney after Dave. <laughs> is that a deadpan way that he used to say it? He's, he, was, he, was he was brilliant. He was, he was a Spurs fan. But I'm I can't, I can't remember the theme tune. No income tax, no VAT. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only yeah, fools yeah. and horses work. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sung by John Sullivan, who wrote the series, actually. Yes. Yeah, he yeah. wanted Chas and Dave to record it, apparently. Well, it's, it sounds like a very Chas and Dave song now. It's it. them again. The BBC suggested that he sung it himself, and he did. Mm. And I do like the theme. Yes. Okay. I, I remember that. So my last one from my childhood categories is another American 
totally anarchic nut job of a program. Always used to be on Saturday mornings. The tra la la song from the Banana Splits. <laughs> yes, tra la 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 la. I heard Jeff Stritch on CBW Radio this this morning. Uh, say or oh, the afternoon for us here. Uh, he was saying about the TV things. I do hope they've got enough room in there for the Banana Splits song. I so loved, I absolutely it. loved the Banana Splits. The, the humour was totally anarchic. It was t- real typical American slapstick humour, which mostly doesn't work in the UK, but it worked really well on that show. That Interestingly, that song was covered by the Dickies. Did you know that? Oh, I definitely knew that. Yeah, I definitely oh, I've just that. Thought I've got that in my collection. All right. <laughs> of, course, of course you have. Yes. Um, <laughs> but my my abiding memory, my abiding memory of the banana splits, uh, when we were at school, do you remember Chris Toms? I do, the English teacher. English, yeah, right. But I feel really sorry for him because he used to get bullied by everybody because he was short and, um, and and just not, he was not great at controlling the classes. He was a really good teacher, lovely guy, but just hopeless with that, you know, test-filled classroom. One of the kids in my class in X, because you remember we were X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. One of the kids in my class was a guy called Gary Pitt, but his his complete name was Gareth Bryce Wyndham Pitt. Oh, yeah. Which is a hell of a name, to be be honest. And (laughs) his party piece, we had a piano in our classroom, no idea why. (laughs) His party piece... Before registration, every bloody morning was playing the banana split. Oh, last song. So he'd be sitting there and the, the piano's here and the door's over here. And he, he's looking like this, like um, almost like um, Eric Idle in Python, you know, when he's always looking over his shoulder like that when he's playing the piano with his bum hanging out. Yes. Well, so Gary Pitt is sitting there going, da 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 and Chris Toms comes through the door, and he just keeps playing. And everyone else in the class is going, where's this going? da 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 He used to get sent down to our Colgates every blooming week for this. It was a nut job. But I thought anyway. you say Chris Toms just joined in. Like, one banana, no, two no, banana, no, <laughs> I felt really sorry for him because he was victimised brutally by every class he ever taught. But um, but uh, no, that's my abide, abiding memory of the Banana Splits. Brilliant, brilliant show, brilliant Good show. show. Yeah, I remember it on a Saturday morning, as you say. Um, similarly, on a similar thing, it's not on my list, but I, I, one I didn't include was the Muppet Show theme, actually. I do like that too. Yeah, Muppets was Muppets was good. Yeah, yeah, go so with those it. Muppet car- Animal used to love on the drums. Animal was fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. And... Um, um, who was that? Uh, yeah, I like Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy was kind of funny. But, uh, Miss Piggy and Statler and Waldorf, of course. Yeah, Statler and Waldorf. In the box. Well, Statler and Waldorf is basically you and Sam, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you could be right. I thought you were going to say you and me. Um, <laughs> right. Well, they're both old, aren't they? So I thought that, that could be... Um, well, it could be, I suppose. I'll throw a controversial one here because I'm sure lots of people don't like it. But it is a more recent... I say more recent. 90s... I think it was 90, yeah, mid-90s probably it started. Um, a, a theme, a show that lasted, what, nine nine series maybe? I think. Maybe I'm wrong with that. Maybe it's only seven. And they originally wanted, or one of the songs mooted as the theme was R.E.M.'s Shiny Happy People. 
Oh, good it is I a good song. The Aria, I it fit the sort of theme of the show, really. Uh, in the end, the Rembrandt's got the gig. I'll be there for you. And of course, it's Friends. You're going to tell me you've never watched an episode of Friends. I hate Friends with a passion. So I have seen it. And, it, it, and, and, and Friends is a classic example of exactly why I don't really like comedy. <laughs> I just I, cheer up no I I wanted to hit every single member of the cast and I think I think Friends is a, it's a real Marmite show that might you know like my brother's eldest daughter has watched every single episode of Friends like a brilliant times each and she, you know just they love Friends but I just I do not get it and I never did. But it is a fantastic theme tune. It's a good theme tune, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Yes. Which is what we are discussing, you know. We are. Ultimately. But, yeah, I didn't mind the show either. I'm, you say it's a Marmite show. I, I can take it or leave it, to be honest. It's okay. But uh, I do I say, I do like the theme. It's sort of becoming ingrained in the memory. Yeah, no, it's, uh, a, it's a brilliant. And that's what a good theme sh- should do, shouldn't it? It's, it's mm. one of those which is which is instantly memorable. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. As I say, I couldn't stand the show, but um, I, it's a really brilliant theme tune. Okay. Uh, right, I'm moving into the Married With Kids bit now. All right. So I've left behind my... Childhood. Youth, my youth and my childhood. Happy days. <laughs> no, no, no. I, it, it, was, it was good the fun. Youthful, innocent days. Yes. Okay, yeah, so my, my first one... and. This may be one of the most memorable theme tunes ever. Um, written by Mike Host and Larry Carlton. Ah. Also oh. did also did the theme tune for the Rockford Files. Yes. And it is the theme. Let me tell you. Hill Street Blues. Do, 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 That's on my list as well. Do, I love do. the theme. I love the show. The show, I it was. I remember Rowena and I sitting watching Hill Street Blues in our first house up in Hoylake when we first got married, and we had this big old TV from my mum and dad on a on a kind of table in the corner of the the sort of the breakfast room snug between the kitchen and the the hallway. And it, it was a long terraced house, kind of went back a long way, and it wasn't particularly warm in there in the winter. But just it, it, somehow that show used to really kind of warm things up. It's a weird thing to say about a cop show. Um, but it had a great cast. And, of course, not only did it have an absolutely brilliant theme tune, but it, it had that iconic, you know, be careful out, remember, be careful out there. Be careful, yeah. And that became, that that almost became a theme tune in and of itself, didn't it? Because it was when I was working at Cadbury's and I can remember leaving the offices at the front to walk the best part of a mile down the factory to one of the blocks at the bottom for something or other. I had to go there. And my boss, who was a big Everton fan, as I walked out the door, he always used to go, be careful out there. It, yeah, it, yeah. it was an absolutely iconic part of that, of, of that early, that, that part of the early eighties, absolutely brilliant, brilliant theme and a great show. Had a lot of great characters in it as well, didn't it? Oh yeah. Fantastic. I'm yeah, trying to think yeah. of the names of them now. It's Frank, Frank the the captain, wasn't it? Frank Tre- Trevani or something like that. I think. Yeah. Captain. Yeah. Um, and yeah, 
the um oh yeah such a such a good show well uh, i think it, what was really interesting colin was that at that point there were so many brilliant shows coming out of america mm. you know, if, if you look back through history for me that is the golden age of american series on on tv i mean i've got three on my four three of my but i could have had another you know 10 or 15 just all brilliant brilliant series where you really engaged with the characters they were good storylines there was good it, intricate plots that went through the whole series I, hill street blues was blooming brilliant it really it was, was brilliant and the guy that said let's be careful out there unfortunately he passed away didn't he during yes one of the or after one of the or mid series maybe or between yes series, and they did a they, they kind of replaced that into the story yeah they and had to it into the story didn't they what the him dying yeah 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 I'm trying to think what because the new one couldn't use that catchphrase he had a new one I'm trying to think what it was yeah, I maybe can't someone remember. if someone will remind me that'll be that'll be wonderful but yeah it, it got in the chart as well thing for Hill Street Blues 82, yes it is eighty two it's not top thirty anyway. Uh, also, yeah. as did the A team. I think Mike Post wrote the theme tune to that, which is another good tune. Dun, 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 I've used that as the start dun, dun, of the theme of my radio show as well, actually. The, I've, used them, I've used them all. I did enjoy the A team, but the problem with the A team was there was a whole bunch of weaponry and nobody ever got killed. And that, yeah. that, that started to irritate me by the end. You know, if you've got all of that stuff available, someone's got to die and no one ever does. Very silly. Oh, like Thunder, Thunderbirds, no one died, did they? No one ever died. Wait, no, but they didn't have the same amount of weaponry, did they? They That's didn't, true. The A-team literally, true. they could have invaded a small country with the amount of stuff they had, and no one ever got hurt. But any any accident in Thunderbirds, and it all, there was always a massive explosion. I remember that. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think, why is that blown up? But it did. <laughs> Uh, so Hill Street Blues, yeah, that's on my yeah. list as well. So we'll tick that off. Uh, you mentioned also the Rockford Files. I've got that. I've got oh, yeah. Rockford Files in there because, um, you know, this is Jim Rockford at the tone, leaving name and message. I'll get back to you. And that you have that on CBW, don't you? I play yeah. that every year. I play that yeah, you do. one of the hours at the end of the last hour normally because uh, I love that as well. That, that sound of the phone ringing. When we went to the States the first time, must have been 80, 81, 82 time. And Rockford Files was what late seventies, probably seventy. Yeah, but it was probably still through to eighties. He might have been going in the early eighties. Yeah. But we're sitting in a diner, and you hear a phone go, and uh, without yeah. fail, without fail, my dad would say, "This is Jim Rockford at the tone leaving name and message." <laughs> Two hundred dollars a day, wasn't it? His fees, Jim Rockford. It was. I'm telling you. Right, so, yeah, I'm having Rockford Files. I'm throwing that in with the Hill Street Blues. So we're going to go back okay. to you. Right. I am going to have another one of my three American series. And this was um, this was really a happy one. This was when you'd had a bad day at work. Come home, watch this. It cheers you up. Um, and this was a spin-off of a movie. It was Fame and, uh, the, and Irene Cara. So if the, the series was the kids from Fame, and yes. they were all really, really interesting characters in that as well. Um, but, I mean, that theme tune is, I mean, that is absolutely iconic, isn't it? Although, strangely, I'm not a great fan of uh, 
the show or or the theme actually. It's Irene Cara's. It's just called Fame, wasn't it? Fame. Yeah. But, the, but this series was called The Kids from Fame. Kids from Fame. All right. Okay. But it was. But I absolutely loved it, and, and we used to we used to watch that religiously. It was you know that was if if. So when was that? Eighty. Yeah, that, that was the same time as Hill Street Blues. It was it, oh, it, very early eighties. Yes, we got married in November eighty, and we left the Wirral in. Well, I'm. Um, when did I move down? I moved down in November eighty two. And then Rowena moved down in April 83. So it was kind of, it was during that period that fame was on. Um, and um, yeah, we used to watch it every week. And and there was a there was a, a black lad on it who was kind of like, he'd been dragged, you know, he was a really talented musician, um, but he'd been, you know, he kind of had a tough life and fame had saved him. And then there was the Italian lad who was the real star pianist and all the rest of it. They were just really clever characters. It was just a really well-written series, I thought. And I and I love that theme tune. I always did. In fact, when we talked about it, that's one of the, I don't have many singles. One of the singles I do is, is fame, yeah. Okay. And almost like a forerunner to high, high was it, uh, what's it more? High School, yeah, high school Musical. musical. Yeah. and that sort of thing, yeah, was it? all that sort of stuff, and yeah. Victor and Victorious on um, Nickelodeon, and you know all of those kind of series that my youngest kids grew up with. So, okay, so fame. All right, I'm going to throw in this probably two or three. I just have a little sequence. I won't won't have them all on my list, but western series, westerns. Used to love some of those as well. In the yeah, in, me too. So we're talking late oh, completely early 70s right there's a few that i haven't included because i had a particular favorite show so that the theme then resonates but um the ones i'm thinking maybe originally like bonanza yeah hoss cart right hoss cart right yeah which is what we called our history teacher at school yeah john cart right Hoss- wasn't it yeah, john Hoss- so yeah. must have been around about that time there mustn't it yeah, early awesome. 70s yeah we had him uh history was he history Yes, he was possibly the most boring teacher in the history of the universe, being a history teacher. He was up there with Tony Cunningham, who was even more boring. And he may have been dead. He was so boring. Um, but, um, yeah, he wasn't He wasn't the greatest teacher. Although I wonder, he, whether, I wonder whether they're still around. No, Hoss died, be watching. Hoss died a few years ago. My, he was in touch with my mum and dad. He used to go to the same church. All oh, right, okay. He, um, maybe 10 years ago. Well, I suppose they were, I suppose they were what? 30s when we had them yes yeah, the, 30s and 40s yeah i mean they they, they, well, they died in the 80s yeah 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 all right um well that's one of them another one would have been the virginian i loved the virginian that was my favorite that was yeah. james, wasn't it that was uh, james drury james drury yes yeah and it was the what was uh right hang on and it was set in wyoming yeah and, the name of the was it the Bar T Ranch? It could be. I or can't the Bar remember. Bar K Ranch. I can't remember. I, that was a brilliant series. That was that, a good show, wasn't it? Oh, it was Trampus in that. Doug McClellan. Trampus, yeah. Yeah, Trump, Trampus and Trampus. not Trumpus, yeah. but Trampus. <laughs> he never got arrested again today. What the hell was that about? Oh, don't no, know. I don't know. Um, oh, hi, Chaparral was another one. Yeah, hi Chaparral, that was good. I don't remember that as well, but that was it was a good theme tune. 
Yeah, that was. It sounded very much like Telstar, the tornado. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, maybe it was the same, sort of just a variation of it. One I've gone for was a show. I think it was on Sunday nights. Featured a couple of outlaws who wanted to mend their ways and become. Yeah. So they there was an amnesty if they kept out of trouble. Needless to say, they didn't necessarily. <laughs> and fun ensued. Uh, and they were, the actors were, Pete Duell and Ben Murphy. Yeah. Alias Smith and Jones. Alias Smith and Jones, that's it. I used to <gasps> love that. Yeah, no, I remember watching that now. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and unfortunately, Pete Duell died, didn't he? Yeah, well, he died a long time ago, didn't he? Well, he died during the—I mean, after the first series, I think. Yes, it, yeah, he, he may well have shot himself, actually, um, as far as I remember. And so, yeah, they got another guy in to play Hannibal Hayes. Yeah, who was the guy that did the the speak over at the start of the of the first series. Oh, right, okay. So he he stepped in. Alias Smith and Jones. Alias Smith and Jones. Ben Murphy. That was Roger Davis. That was his name. He didn't play for Derby County. It's a different Roger Davis. It's a different Roger. He was a good footballer. (laughs) Very good footballer. But not the same bloke. Changing the subject. But, um, yeah, I I remember that. I don't, I mean, I must have watched it. I don't remember very much about it at all. Yeah, it was it was written. The theme was written by Billy Goldenberg, and it was played by the Universal Sounds Orchestra. Nineteen seventy one, it was recorded, and <laughs> I mean, I'm going to throw this in as well anyway because uh, it might not make my list. My list, but it was a show that I wasn't as keen on, but I think I may have been swayed by the fact that it took over from Alias Smith and Jones. I didn't make that anymore. Okay, and the theme tune featured Waylon Jennings. As, I think he was the, the granddad or something. And he used to sing this. And the theme tune was sung by Waylon Jennings. Good old boys. It was the Dukes of Hazard. The Dukes of Hazard. Daisy Duke. Good old boys. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Daisy Duke have, and the two cousins. Luke. And sh- yeah. <sighs> and what was their? They had an orange. Yeah, with a number on the side um, yeah that's right and a white and what was it what was the car it was a dodge something rather it's because it's, it's, there was a thing about the, all the different cars in american series and that's absolute that's absolutely iconic iconic one like the star yeah, skin what, what yeah what was the name of the girl who um was in that Catherine back yeah because she, she had her legs insured for a million dollars haven't we all what well, well i should suspect you and i probably not but um, I suspect her pins. I haven't got any legs. You better just. No. <laughs> yeah, we never ever see Don't her. Don't need them. Don't, Don't need them. going full jab of the hut. Um, but but uh, Waylon Jennings, yeah, Waylon Jennings did the theme. A late. Yeah, that was a good theme. Actually, that was a good theme tune, wasn't it? It was um, a good theme tune. Yeah, and Waylon Jennings, who uh, had a. He must have had a tormenting life. He's one of the guys that. Um, gave up his seat on Buddy Holly's flight. Oh, so bet, good, good plan. 
it was a good plan, but he had to live live with that, didn't he? But I suppose he got used to it uh, <laughs> after a while. He was only doing uh, the guy a favour, the big bopper, I think, he swapped with because he yeah. wasn't feeling too well, so he let him have his seat and he went on the bus instead. So, yeah, Dukes of Hazzard. Ailey Smith & Jones is the one I was talking about, though. Yeah, Ailey Smith & Jones. I'd forgotten about that completely, but it was a good series. I don't I don't remember that theme particularly, but uh, it was a good series. A bit like <laughs> Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. That's what it's based yeah, on. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, well, that, well, I mean, that's the great music in that movie, wasn't it? Oh, Rain falling on the head. I yes. mean, what song? Well, even uh, all the Scott Joplin stuff, actually. But yes. we're not doing movie themes. I may have included that when we did movie themes many months ago. Yes, I think you probably did. Most of mine were war movies, as, as I recall. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm throwing this one in for shits and giggles uh, because I talked to all my kids and said, all right, talk to me about music. And, of course, they gave me all kids' ones, which I knew they would. But the absolutely iconic theme, which you have to have, and this is your opportunity to throw in your weekly Beatles reference, is Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Tom, Thomas and Friends, narrated by the uh, drum. Well, originally Ringo Starr, yeah. Of the Beatles. Of the Beatles, by, yeah. Narrated by... Um, narrated it's a good job by, he did that, really. I mean, the Beatles didn't really, you know, didn't have much to do, did they? They no, didn't get anywhere. Really. They didn't get any. No. What a waste of, waste of talent. What a waste of a career. Um, so I think, you know, he made the right decision narrating Thomas Tankage, which he did do very well. And, and and it's a real, I mean, I've got so many memories of watching all these, you know, He-Man and Shearer and all of those kind of things that that, that my elder kids grew up with. Um, but um, but uh, but Thomas the Tank Engine is just do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's brilliant. Now, can you remember it, it was, the engines? Can you remember them? Thomas is obviously number one. Well, I, I, somewhere it may even be in here. I inherited all the all the kids' books that my dad, mum, and dad threw out when they moved out of their first house into the bungalow, um, and I've got all of the Thomas Tang engine books somewhere. Um, so, in answer to your question, if I spent the time, got them out. Yeah, yeah. I could I probably name them. them all. Well, Gordon, James Gordon. Yeah, he was the big Bertie. one. Bertie. Engine, Bertie. Yeah, James the Red Engine. Yeah, Thomas Gordon the, the uh, sort of expressed one, wasn't he? He was quite. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then uh, was the carriages. He was the equivalent of the Flying Scotsman, wasn't it? Two carriages. They had names, didn't they? Uh, yeah, Bell and. Oh, I can't remember. No, I don't. Anyway, yes, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so I've, I've thrown that one in because some of the kids listen, and and they basically said that they disowned me as a parent if I didn't uh, have Thomas the Tank Engine in there. So, there go, guys, Thomas the Tank Engine for you, for you guys. For okay. You. Now, may it be noted that I didn't bring up the Beatles. You did. No, I just thought I thought I would th- I'd throw that to you. You did. Well, has Rick Wakeman done a thing? No, yeah, he has, but but um, you, I thought you were going to bring it in when you mentioned "Live and Let Die," and I thought, oh, here we go, here we go. You no. dropped the ball. Oh, <laughs> I, did. I did. Okay, I'm telling you, took over from Ringo. There's another Scouse actor. No idea. John anyway. Bishop. Don't know. No, was was he in? Was he in Alfie the same? No, he wouldn't have been. That was Newcastle, wouldn't it? Uh, no, I can't remember. Voice of the Black Stuff. Yeah, he was in the... Um, Yossa, oh, was, Guess the Job. 
gives a job. Yeah, yeah. But he's also in another sitcom where, oh, what was the name of that? That was based up in Liverpool. Where, the I don't know. Have you been, Walter? Have you been? I can't remember. You used to have a sign on his neck. Anyway. The only, sitcom, the only sitcom in Liverpool. Bread. Was it Bread? Oh, Bread. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he oh. might have been in Bread. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what was his name? I, I don't know. Can't remember. Best sitcom in Liverpool is Everton. Anyway. <laughs> Harsh, but true. Harsh, Harsh but true. <laughs> right, my next one. Right, a couple of themes here. I think a, a great... Actually, one iconic theme which has been a hit. In fact, in my list here, I think this must be the only one that actually got to number one in the UK chart. Well, after the event. It's written by Johnny Mandel and Michael Altman wrote the lyrics to it. Um, It was, the name of the song was originated from a character in the show when I think Private, was it Seedman, sings a tune to poor Painless Pole. And the song being Suicide is Painless. Is this MASH? It's MASH. Right, yeah. Good one. Great show. Oh, brilliant show. Brilliant show and a great thing. Iconic theme, and yes. it actually got to number one in 1980. Here, by it was it was by a group called the Mash, but it was the theme. Maybe they just issued it I re- as the Mash. I remember, I remember watching that. I must have seen every episode of that. I, that's complete. That completely slipped off my radar. That had Alan Alder in it, didn't it? Brilliant, Alan Alder, brilliant actor. Yes, and. Loretta, Loretta Swit was the Loretta um, Swit, Babs, uh, Houlihan, Hot Lips, yeah, Hot Lips, Hot Houlihan, and who was the other doctor with Alan Alder, the blonde one? Can't even remember his name now. Anthony Edwards wasn't in it, was he? It, it was absolutely brilliant song and a great series. It was a, it was a great series. Was it the Vietnam War? Was it the Korean War? I can't yes. remember. No, it was. Oh, oh no, it was Korea, wasn't it? It was Korea. Korea. Yeah, yeah. All right, but that I had to have that one in there. Okay. Um, and oh, I'm gonna kind of throw another one in then. Another great, yeah. no, another great, another great sitcom. Don't know how long it lasted, but I used to really love it. The theme was sung by a guy called Gary Portnoy. Oh, I've got this. This was my next one. And this it's the next one on my list. Cheers. Where everybody knows your, knows your name. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. I loved Cheers. Talk, talk was- to me about that one. Well, I just, I think, again, the characters in it are superb. And it just, every single one, I I loved the idea of, because it's like the local, isn't it? So it's like the bar and it's like you're going down your local in an English village, but it transported to Boston. Um, have you been to the Cheers Bar in Boston? Driven past it, I think, on a, on a tour bus, but I didn't go yeah, in I, it. I went, yeah. I've got a picture. I've got a picture of the outside. Well, it's actually the inside of it, though. I no, just no, assume it's okay. Like no, so no, so basically, the, the the cheers bar outside is what you see at the beginning of the beginning of the show, beginning of the thing. But when you go down inside, it, it's not the same. I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. No, the, 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 so the actual bar was a set, but um, 
but they go down. I mean, I, I went down there with a couple of mates. I was working over there and um, the food was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. And of course, the service was brilliant because that's the whole stick with mm. cheer. But I mean, that that cast was absolutely fantastic. And of course, it had um, the guy who then was the spin-off with Frazier, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Was yeah. Uh, yeah, Fraser Crane. Yeah, yeah. But it was just... It was just one of those series that you, again, you engage with all the characters because you could relate to all of them, you know, the postman, the depressed postman and the fat guy. And then... Norm. Norm. Norm, that's right. And what George was Went. George Went. Used to that's come right. in the bar. Used to come in the bar and just sat at the bar and and someone, the, the postman would say, oh, how's your day been, Norm? And he goes, poor. He goes, oh, I'm sorry, did it? No. Poor, <laughs> I poor me, poor me, it's been a bad what one. Was the name? What Woody, was the Woody Harrison, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he appeared in, didn't he? Was it Woody yeah, he, no, Ted, the, the Ted Danson, the, the, the owner's Ted owner, Danson, and there was and Diane, then, was, Diane was the blonde girl, yeah, and then also there was the, the short, really pugnacious woman, what was her name? Oh yeah, that was um wasn't that Danny DeVito's wife? Yes. Yeah, Danny DeVito. I, I saw her once at Knott's Berry Farm in in Los Angeles. Well, the, as, you uh, as you do at, at the uh fun what do you call it park. Uh but you did not in, not in yeah, a jacuzzi. She was walking past, not in a jacuzzi, no, she was walking past with a with a, a, a big buggy, a push chair, pram, whatever you want to call it over there. A uh, stroller, whatever, uh, and about three kids. Not Danny DeVito wasn't there though. Well, unless he was in the stroller or the pram. Cool. I don't what know. Was, cool. No, well, she was as small as him. Now, what was that? She was, was that series. I can't remember. But she was she was absolutely brilliant in that as well. She was. I can't think of her name. Um, but then Kirsty Alley took over from um, Shelley Long, and, and then it went downhill from there because I didn't. It wasn't think, as good. It was, no, it wasn't as good once once. Uh, Shelley Long had left. And, and it, so that was on my list as well. But the other- reminded me and you uh, from MASH, Trapper and Honeycutt were both sidekicks to Alan Older. Yes, that's right, Trapper and Honeycutt. And also, yeah. can't forget, Toledo's own Jamie Farr as Klinger. Klinger, that's yes. right. Yes. Oh, it's all coming back to me now. The, the other one, I haven't included it because I don't think the theme was as good. But the other series, the American series, which was contemporary to that lot, which I loved, was Taxi. Yes, that was a great show too. That was a great show. And I loved that kind of whole thing set around the garage and, you know, the characters in there. And we're talking Danny DeVito again, of course. Yes, exactly. And uh, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, yeah, yeah. The, The late, great Andy Kaufman. Yeah. And who was who was the the guy uh, the old guy in there that used to with the curly hair the jewish guy yeah um i can't remember his name i can't remember his name either we we haven't done very well with this we should we should prepare these shows a little bit better what do you I, think yeah, but we, we, we maybe but so it's much more spontaneous is fun at that same period so having said that there's so you know we've we've just had a whole bunch of really great american shows but at the same time you also add cagney and lacy Magnum PI, 
the Equaliser. So you, you had a whole was that a British one though, wasn't it? The Equaliser, wasn't it? Well, but it was set in the it was set in um, yeah 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 maybe so yeah but as um, Edward Woodward yeah, wasn't it? Was, yeah, it was Edward Woodward. Greatest name ever. Not easy to say, yeah. <laughs> yes, so good they named him. Same good they named him three times. Three times. <laughs> um, but so you had that whole series of shows. I mean, I love Cagney and Lacey as well. There was show, yeah. just they would they were just a, a whole set, and it didn't matter whether it was that kind of comedy like um, like um, uh, Cheers mm. and or whether it was that more gritty like Hill Street Blues and Cagney and Lacey there, and, and Magnum. There were just all this really brilliant series. Miami Vice, that was another one. That was the same year. Yeah, I've got that one down on my list there. But, oh, have yeah. you? Oh, okay, well, sorry. I'll, yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, well, well, I've, I've got so many written down. I mean, I've got others as well that I probably won't make. Like Kojak was another one. That was a good show. Yeah, good show. that was a good show. Decent theme. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the Columbo theme, actually. And I was just going to say Columbo, and I don't remember the theme at no, all. No, I remember Peter Frost. Do you remember the theme? Just one more, just one more thing. Yeah. Do you remember Ironsides? Yes. A man called Ironsides. A man called Ironsides in his world. Do you remember Cannon? Yes. Yeah. Frank Cannon. Frank Cannon. Who was three times larger than I am. And, and he used to run stuff. after criminals. I mean, how the hell did he catch him? Oh, always made me laugh. Very slowly. The end of the show. I can't remember the theme tune now, but it was like Cannon starring William Conrad. Tonight's episode, Appointment <laughs> with Fear or something. Oh, have you got um, the other one that was the same era again? Have you got the original Hawaii Five O? I've got Hawaii Five O on my list, definitely, yeah. Right, Do you know okay. did the original theme then? No. They, did, they had a few instrumental hits in the early 60s, The Ventures. Oh, did they? Yeah. Because Kizzy and I, <laughs> into, we really got into the new version of Hawaii Five-0, which was... which was I never the, really got into that. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. She and I watched it together. It was one of the things we did. Um, same characters? Are they same characters? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. they just... Uh, well, no, no, sorry. Steve McGarrett's... Steve McGarrett is in it. It's his son who is... The star of the new version, the new one, okay, yeah. and, and all, but, their, all their offsprings like Chin Ho, yeah, that's right, Danny, Danny Williams, Danny, Dano, yeah, yeah Dano, Booking yeah. Dano, Booking Dano, murder one, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's a show. That was a great show was, as well. Yeah, it was. There's so many of them, weren't there? And oh, I still yeah, don't think they make them was, like they did in those days. No, it was you a golden age. There are some. You're well, it's really inter- it's interesting because. The ones I've chosen, the modern ones, which is where I'm going now, um, they are... All right, sorry, before you go on to your modern ones, I've got one other, maybe from this era that we've just been talking about, which is a great show and a great series, and that's Happy Days. Why didn't I remember Happy Days? Yeah, what a great series. What a great show that was. What a great, yeah, it was a great show. The Fonz. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. City. And there's, <laughs> there's a great video by um, uh, the Buddy Holly the, uh, video by Weezer. Uh, you you got to see that because it, it sort mm-hmm. of intertwines with like a out of a happy, happy days episode with the guy, um, Al, that runs the cafe or the, 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 the bar. I or can't, whatever. I can't remember. Yeah, you got to watch that. It's how they interweave the boys singing the song, playing the instruments with 
the characters going right. in and out of the thing, and then the Fonz comes in and does whatever. Um, but yeah, happy days from uh, mid seventies. Okay, another great show. But sorry, yeah, I interrupted you. You're no, 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 no. I was just going to. I mean, the thing is, being our age, we could talk about that era forever because there was so many good series and so many good theme tunes attached to those series. I mean, you know, do you remember? Um, what was it called? Do you remember High Level? That was a chart hit, wasn't it? What was that from? Well, one, one, it was called I Level, not High Level. Oh, was it? Right. Yeah, it was I Level, Simon Park Orchestra, and it was Van Der Dutch Detective. Dutch Detective. Yeah. Some furious number one singles in 1973, a few novelty ones. That was one of them. It was, but it was, but that was a really good series as well. Really good series. Yeah, it was. I, I can't remember the name of the guy in that either, but he had blonde hair. No. Barry Foster. Yeah, Barry Foster. Uh, was, 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 was that set in Amsterdam? Was it Rotterdam, wasn't it? I, I can't know. Anyway, it was a brilliant series. So there, there, in Holland, there. one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere. Right. I'm going now literally to the last three or four years um, because there's so many good ones now. So my first one, is a song called My Life Is Going On by Cecilia Krull. And it is the theme from Casa del Papel, or if you prefer, Money Heist on Netflix. Which, if you haven't seen, I haven't. The first two, se- I mean, it's five series and it kind of got silly. But the um, but the first two series are absolutely brilliant. Everybody watched it. It was, it, it was maybe three years ago. Everybody watched it, and everybody I talked to said, "You got to watch Money Heist." And usually, when people say that, I think I'm not going to watch it now as a matter of principle because everybody's going on about it. So it's like bloody Game of Thrones, which I've never seen five seconds of. Um, no, neither have I. So, well, I was just, playing just, with Star Wars in the late seventies. Everyone watched Star Wars, and I refused to go out of principle. <laughs> I, went, I went to see Greece instead. <laughs> I, I don't know whether I've ever seen Star Wars properly. No, I've, I've seen all of them. But anyway, so, yeah. but, but I, I absolutely, I thought Money Heist was absolutely brilliant. It's Spanish, translated it, but it's it's dubbed very well into English. Um, but the, um, the, 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 listen to this, I, I might, I might request some of these. I, I'm not, it won't be tomorrow because I'm, um, because I, I'm in a meeting from nine o'clock. But I'm, um, but I might request some of these on Friday. Um, but it's a really, really good song, and it's an absolutely brilliant series. Um, and anybody listening who's heard it will know I- I- immediately the um, the theme. Um, and I don't know who Cecilia Crawley is. I'm, I mean, I'm assuming she's. If you look on Netflix, she's uh, not on. Uh, if you look on Spotify, um, she's. Um, Looks like a female singer of some description, um, but it's uh, so cruel. K R U L L. Okay, Cecilia Cruel. There we go. Yeah, but it, but the song is "My Life Is Going On," and it is the theme tune to Money Heist, and it's absolutely fantastic. So that's my first modern one. Okay, she's also the singer of "Something's Triggered," the theme song of Three Steps Above Heaven." And My Life Is Going On, the main theme song of Money Heist. Okay. Yeah. And I, I've not heard of it. That's the first one 
that we've talked about that I've never heard of today. Well, it's a fa- it's a really I mean it's a really good song, and it's an absolutely the, it, it, as I say the first two series, and at the end of the first two series, it reached a conclusion, all of which made sense, and then because it was so popular, they then made series three, four, and five, and I just didn't watch any of those because I thought I I. I, because Rebecca lives in Spain, she kind of was talked. She talked about it, um, and she said it kind of, you know, it went off down all these routes. And I thought, well, what's the point? Because it kind of spoils the the the, the completion of series one and two. But if you haven't watched it, it is fantastic. It's a great show. Okay, very clever. He makes a note of that one. Right, I've got. Another, I've got another one. They're all over the place, some of these I've got, but another one way back. This reminds me of almost a bit of the one that you were talking about earlier. It's, the subject matter is completely different. But one I think, oh, I don't remember. I remember that when I listened to it. I think, yeah, I really used to love the theme for that. Not that I watched the show, unlike Colditz, which you were talking about earlier on. But it's from maybe that era. Did you remember ever watching The Adventures of Black Beauty? Yes. That had a great theme. It, it did have a great theme. Yes, galloping home. It was called. Yes, um, and I think that the Lloyd's Bank should use it actually on their. <laughs> they should have done. They should have done. Uh, written by Dennis King, performed by the London String Choral. I can't even say the word choral. That's the word. Yeah. Um, come back to High Chaparral, aren't we, with the choral? Uh, yeah, Adventures of Black Beauty, and I, I'm not going to sing it or anything because I, I was looking up all these themes and I saw Adventures of Black Beauty. Yeah, let's have a listen to that. Loved it. And there well, was, there, a, was a... At the end of it as well. Well, there was... Because there was a few horse ones, wasn't there? There was that. There was Champion the Wonder Horse. Champion the Wonder Horse. Champion the, the Wonder Horse. Yeah, yeah which was... Uh, that was a really early 60s one that I remember. And then there was also... Do you remember Bell, Sebastian and the Horse? Um, Bell, Sebastian and the Horses. Bell and Sebastian. And then there was a se- there was a series called White Horses as well. On White Horses, we were flying. White Horses. That, that was a hit single by Jackie. Yeah, that's right. It was. Yeah, so there was that a whole horse stuff going great on. Great song. I like that song. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, that's a horsey one for you. I thought I'd throw Yeah, well, there was, there was a lot of horsey stuff in the 60s as well, what with all the Westerns. You know, you and not, yes, in truth. You have a horse. Liberty Bell, Monty Python, we've mentioned. Yeah, and then the final bit at the end. Yeah. Oh, they had some brilliant sketches on there. And that's a great thing. That was a great theme. Just the the fish slapping dance gets me every time. <laughs> and listen, you gotta see uh, it. I you love, it. I love the pythons. Absolutely love the pythons. And, I, and when when Pete Sears and and Theo and Graham and I all get together, like our my little Buckersteel gang, you recite Monty. We Python. always do Monty Python stuff. And you know, you know, there's a penguin on the telly. Oh look, it exploded. And just the the it just the ludicrousness of the whole thing. It just yeah, it is. Cheese the cheese shop. The, the, the parrot gets the dead parrot. Yeah, funny, funny walks. Ministry of silly walks. Yes, uh, the argument sketch. I mean, that one's always brilliant. The York, argument. Yeah. I mean, just I've just played a few of those on the radio. Show, the piranhas. I mean, yeah. just. I mean, just, the the um. You remember the? Uh, it's the bishop in association with the procurator fiscal of the Royal Church of Scotland. You just go. Where did that come from? <laughs> no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. 
<laughs> it wasn't around for long, was it? The TV shows. It did a lot of films, didn't they? After no, it was. Um, they came after, started, didn't they? It started in '69, and I think it ran to '73. It's only about four years. It's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, four or five years. But I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of output during that time. There really was. And okay, the about the dinosaurs. I mean, just faultless, faultless British humour. Which or an- another one from maybe even earlier in the Black Beauty. And this is uh, not Patrick McGowan, but Patrick McNee with a bowler hat. Ah, Avenger. That one. Yeah. The Avengers. With, um, um, and he was with Dinah Rigg. The first Dinah one. Rigg. Yeah, Dinah yeah, Rigg. And, and then was on a Blackman in it as well. No. Yeah. Was, Di- was she? It was Dinah Rigg. Oh, and then Purdy was then Joanna Lumley. Joanna Lumley. Joanna Lumley yeah. took over in, uh, yeah. that was a new Avengers, wasn't it? In the, presumably that was in the 70s or the 80s. The Avengers, the yeah. original Avengers. Yeah. With Patrick, with Patrick, Patrick and, and the, yeah. the umbrella in the Super. suit. Yeah. Yeah. A good good show and a good theme. Right. you got another current one of you or assume? I have. Right. And I don't know if you've seen this again, if you haven't, this is a BBC and the title theme is by the Baltic House Orchestra and it's three series sorry it's three yes three series um it just finished i think the last one was november december time i I watched it very recently and it is his dark materials which is based on the golden compass you know there was the film the golden compass which was utter tosh um but the but the books the, the the series of books and i've forgotten who wrote the books now um but um the, 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 it's a really great, I mean, the, the Baltic House Orchestra, but the music, it's one of those things where, and, and also, I think, which we haven't really talked about, but the, the other thing that goes with the theme tune is the opening sequence and the titles. And the, so, you know, you kind of have the theme in your, in your mind, but then you get, you know, however it is, it's introduced. And um, it's really grand, but it, but the, the the series is done on an absolutely epic scale. It is fantastic, um, and if again, if you haven't seen it, it it's well worth it's well worth your time um, as a series. I think it's I think it's three eight. It's it's either three six part or three eight part. Um, but it and it covers the three the three books, the Golden Compass, and all the rest of it. Okay. Um, it's really clever, and the acting in it is superb. Um, especially the kind of good guy, bad guy. I tell you, who's in it? Um, McAvoy. What's his name? What the Scottish guy? Yeah, you know uh, the guy. I know, I know you're thinking. Right, okay, so he's he's one of the lead characters in it, um, but it's um, it's it's really good, and the theme tune is absolutely fantastic. Um, so I highly recommend it. His dark materials. Philip Pullman is the one you're looking. Philip Pullman, yeah, that's right. Philip Pullman novels, yeah, that's right. Okay. Absolutely superb. <clears throat> uh, I'm trying to think of the name McAvoy. I can't see the name McAvoy in there. But the theme is what we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, okay. No, I didn't know that one. Didn't know that one. So that's two. 
it's all this modern modern stuff. It's like the modern music. I'm not so up with that than I am the, uh, well, I'd, the earlier I'd, stuff. I've got it. I, I, I'll put some of these into the show on um, on um, Friday or Monday or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So I've got okay. three modern ones left, and then a couple of shout outs. Right, I'm gonna. And I, I actually closed my show today with this. Okay. Um, it it was a, it was around in the I think it must have been the eighties. Not a show. Not a show that I remember liking a lot. And this closed the show often. Okay. A very slow. Uh, it's called the Lonely Man theme. Uh, it's a Daniel Kane orchestra, and it's become quite a sort of. A, is he a Marvel character? I think he probably is. I get told off if it's DC or it's Marvel. It's the Hulk. It's the Incredible Hulk. And uh-huh. the closing theme. It's all sad, isn't it? Because he's gone all mad, and then he has to. Is that sorry? Is move on some other town somewhere. This is goes, the original. Uh, original TV series, yeah. Yes, with um, with the actor that plays him, and I can't think of his name. Yeah, I can't think of his name either. I can pick Lou for for uh, Lou um, for for a He's game. Hulk. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm not sure who played the the normal character. If you like, no, I can't. Anyway. Yes, yeah, Lou, someone, Lou, Lou, someone. The yeah. He played the the Hulk when he when he got. I think it's Ferrag. Is it Ferragamo? Lou Ferragamo. Like it begins with F. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, and I can't think of that. But I really love it. It's sort of a nice ending to the show. It's sort of so I, sad. I, I've seen it. I've, I, I definitely saw the show, but I can't remember that theme at all. Also trudging down the street with his belongings probably over his shoulder, you know, because he's having to move on to the next town again because he's made a fool of himself. Uh, I just thought it was, you know, a just sort of fitting end to the show. And I do like, I did finish, I thought appropriately, finish the show with that today uh, cool. on the morning show. Right, go on, another one from you. How long we got? Okay. So, hour or so. I am a really, really big fan of Scandi Noir. I love the really dark, gritty, difficult Scandinavian drama. I mean, I loved... I love the girl with the dragon tattoo and all, you know, those kind of the, the movies. Um, but the standout one for me is the bridge, which, um, and the, the, the theme tune is by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and it's hollow talk. I don't know it. Da, 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 it's it's a beautiful <laughs> piece of music, which is a total counterpoint to the grim, gritty, brutal reality of the series. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's fantastic, Colin. The the act the 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 lead actress is an autistic cop. And she's got no filter at all. And the bridge is the, is it the Skarsland Bridge, the one that runs between Denmark and Sweden? Sweden. So the story is how things happen in Stockholm 
and the copper from Denmark is involved because it's happened across the bridge. And so you get the Danes and the, the, the Swedes working together. And it's over four or five series. I think I've seen three or f- I can't remember. It's absolutely compelling TV. It's not an easy watch because she's a, she's a, I, I really engage with her as a character, but she's a very difficult character to like. But it, it it's brilliant. It's an abs and, and it's a fantastic theme that underpins this absolutely brilliant piece of TV. One of the best things made in the last twenty years, in my opinion. Okay, all right, absolutely superb. I must admit, I, I normally like to I like to have a character in the show whom I well not not can associate with, we like, but um, have sympathy for. If you see what I mean. Well, in this one, you have sympathy with because she's the Swede. You have sympathy with the Danish detective, right? But not with her. But you kind of understand her, and by the end, you warm to her. It, 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 it's difficult to explain. You have to watch it, yeah. But you have to watch it, yeah. Watch series one, and then if you know if you don't like it, fine. But I, you know, the theme tune is fantastic. Right, hollow talk, hollow talk from the bridge. All right. Now I've got I've got a, a stacks I could just briefly mention, but I've got a couple more solid ones. One from the I leave the last one because I think I'll I think I'll start my show tomorrow morning with this one. Uh, no, the, the the other one I'm talking about was I think late nineties and early noughties. So it's quite recent for me. American no. legal show, sort of a comedy drama, uh, mm-hmm. and the show was called Ali McBeal. Ah, yeah, I remember Ali McBeal. She, um, the girl who plays that, is married to. Callista Flockhart. She was married to um, Harrison Ford. Yes. Was is she still married to Harrison Ford? That I don't was. Know. I don't know. That was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she maybe was. Um, so again, some great characters in that. And Lucy Liu is in that. Lucy Liu. I love. I love Lucy Liu. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Barry White. The Barry White song. You remember the show? Sure, if I heard the theme, I'd remember it, but I can't. Had an obsession with Barry White, so like they go in the in the in the arrest room, and they he sort of mimes, you know, the Barry White, you know, you're the first to last way, everything, and then the other characters come in. It's a great video of that song. You're the first to last way, everything. Right, okay. They all get in, and then Lucy Liu comes in, and then she just jumps in as well, and all this this sort of dance to it. It's a great show. And it's Vonda Shepherd is the character that sings songs. She appears in the show in the bar uh, near where the law firm is, I assume. And the song is called Searching My Soul. It's a yes. great song. Starts off yeah, with yeah, yeah. acoustic, throwing the acoustic guitar at the start and then gives some, yeah. Sorry, uh, can you hear the rain through my mic? No, no, I can't. It is absolutely. Hammering it down. Battering down. You said, it, you said before we started, but yeah, it obviously still it's, is. I mean, no, it's really raining now. I mean, we are talking Niagara Falls down my window rain. Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. And it's really windy as well. Anyway, that'll all be coming in down the chimney. I'll have a wet ceiling in the morning. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, Ali McBeal, good series. Ali McBeal, yeah, good show and a good theme, which is the point of it. Vonda Shepherd searching my soul. Right, okay. Have you got I've got two more modern ones and then a couple of shout outs. So um 
again, a three, three series. So in other words, three series of the show. Um, it's, but the main title is by a guy called Brandon Roberts. And the series was on BBC and it is called Motherland Fort Salem. And it's basically a story. It's a witch story. Um, Thought it might be. <laughs> it's really clever. It's, re- it's, it's a really clever series. It kind of, the premise for it is that witches are kind of seen to be bad by normal humans, but they've got, they're part of the army and they've got an entire army and they're kind of, and, and then they're all, obviously they're all women. Um, but then there are these other characters who are, who are men. It, it's, it, and, and it's set in America, but you've got this thing called the session, which runs down the middle of America. So you've got the Eastern States and then you've got the Western States. And then you've got this kind of no man's land in the middle, which is where the witches aren't allowed. And it's just, it's a really clever, it's a really clever story, very compelling. Um, and I, I absolutely loved it. And the theme, it's not very long, but it, it starts off with this kind of really ethereal, spooky kind of woo-woo kind of noise. And then it's very sparsely, um, it, the instrumentation is really sparse. But the, but the title sequence, are really, you know, America's this big thing on kind of tapestry and quilting. It's kind of like a big American thing. Yeah. I'm sure Shaggy does quilting in his spare time. Um, but... Um, but but it's so so the titles they're kind of weaving the faces of this of the families of witches down through the centuries down to the people who are the characters. It's really cleverly done. It's a brilliant opening sequence and it's a great piece of music that supports it. And I absolutely love it. So that was also a very easy pick. Okay, and you got another one. I can't. Yeah, and the, so the final one. This is right bang up to date. This I'm I'm watching the new series now, series three. Um, this is um, a lot of these modern ones are geek music or kind of, you know, performed by geek music. And that's the theme to The Mandalorian, which is on the Disney Channel and is a Star Wars spin-off. Um, but again, it's a really, I think it's a, some of the Star Wars. I mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I've watched all the movies. I like it. But, I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, got to rush out and buy Star Wars T-shirts and go to conventions and all that kind of nonsense. Um, but um some of the spin-offs are, have been very good. Some of them are a bit crap. Um, but um, but I think The Mandalorian's the best of them. And again, it's a really, really good theme. What, I think a good theme tune, as soon as it comes on, it gets you excited because you go, oh, yeah, I know, you know I'm, I'm kind of into this now. I know what's coming. Um, and I think The Mandalorian does that. So again... I wouldn't recommend watching it because if you weren't into Star Wars, you won't be into The Mandalorian. No. But it's it's very cleverly done. It's a good it's a good series and uh, got some good actors in, and it's a really good uh, really good theme tune. I think the disadvantage with current current series maybe is because of the sort of digital the digitalization of everything is that to people wind through and skip through the theme because you can like skip intro and skip whatever I, well now that's an interesting point and i was thinking about this when i was putting this together 
I think the answer is yes. If it's not a theme that grabs you, that's exactly what you do. But actually, mm. with these ones I've quoted, because I love the theme, I always listen to the theme listen through it. rather than okay. rather than skip it. Yeah. And the recap of the previous episodes as well. Yeah, well, some of them are so bloody complicated. You have to have the recap. Yes, you do. Yeah, especially when you haven't watched it for a few weeks. I think, oh, yeah, what's exactly. going on here? Right. Okay. Well, my last one then, proper one, will be, and I think I'll start the show tomorrow with it. And we've mentioned it. Oh, you mentioned it briefly earlier on. Classic British sitcom about the home um, guard. The home guard. The home guard. Oh, dear. Warmington upon sea. Warmington on sea or Warmington? Yeah, Warmington on sea. No, Warmington on sea with Captain Mannering and Sergeant Wilson and Corporal. Who do you think you are? Mr. Hitler. Dad's Army. Sung by Bud Flanagan, as from the Flanagan and Allen. Flanagan and Allen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I love that. And I love the show and I love the theme. It's quite short, it's only about a minute long, so I could definitely yeah, but it, yeah, it does, but it, it, it entirely it works beautifully with the show. And I mean that and the visual the visual picture of the the, the uh yes. the swastika yeah. trying to get come in and then be into the UK. Back. Could yeah. It, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I, it's one of those things where having said I'm not a huge fan of comedy, excluding the kind of stuff like the Pythons. Um Dad's Arm is one of those ones which I've watched time and time again and still enjoy because it was so cleverly written. I mean, I think that's the that was the beauty of Dad's Army was that it was so well written. Harry and Croft wrote some yeah, new series. That was the that was the there. That was the pinnacle. I wasn't to strike on many of the others. Did they do Enough Hot Mum? Enough Hot Mum and the oh, what was the one? Heidi High. Oh, I hated that. That the, I can stand. The, the, the holiday camp one. Yeah, that, yeah. That's that's everything I don't like about comedy in one series. Yeah, but, yeah, I I, I, I can't. Uh, you know, one thing that did I, they write? Um, did they do? Are you being served? Yes, I think they did. Are you being served? Yeah, as well. that, that, that was quite. Off, that was quite funny as well. Occasionally, yeah, but how from many times, from time to time. Jokes, how many pussy jokes can you put up with? Well, I mean, if you don't have pussy, it's pussy joke beaver jokes in uh, the states, isn't it? I suppose. True. All right, right. But that's yeah. my last proper one then. So what? Are you, so I've got a couple of shout outs. Um, mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica, which is um, uh, is a really good theme. But then the other one, which I had to throw in, because again, it's a childhood memory, and it was on every night, um, and that was the Magic Roundabout. And with Dylan the uh, Dylan the druggy rabbit and Dylan the druggy rabbit Zebedee who was obviously doing speed. So I <laughs> I think the whole thing was basically just a spoof on drug taking in the seventies. Ermintrude the cow. I mean that basically they were all doing cartloads of acid, weren't they? But it was they were, yeah yeah. Was that it, a it was a good, Brian the snail. Yeah, Brian the snail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. It was it was superb, and it was French, wasn't it? It was dubbed into English. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was um, what was the name? Was it Serge Dano? Was it Serge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wrote it? But, I mean, it was it was just brilliant. It was so funny, so well done. Um, and again, just a real you know childhood slash early teenage memory because you, you you kind of because it always always on just before the news at six, wasn't it? So oh, at well. the end. Of all of the kids' TV programs, it was the link before you then went into uh, 
when it was only on for about five minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it was a five-minute thing, but yeah, it was it so long. cleverly, so cleverly done. And some of the lines in it are brilliant. Of course, we could have had the Wombles in there, really. The Wombling song that's a classic. Well, you played, theme. you played that on the radio, didn't you? I did. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting. I'm, I, where was I? I? I can't remember whether I was lying in the bath or sitting on the bog. And whichever one of those two things it was, when that came on, I thought yep. if ever there was a place to be when the Wombles is on, it's where I am right now. Because <laughs> I can either drown I myself. I'm not sure which I prefer, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, but the issue, drown myself or flush myself down what I'm sitting on. But, uh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they had more chart hits in 1974 than any other act. I, I mean, know I they did. And, and, and as frankly, I keep telling that, that offends me. <laughs> Um, okay, I've mentioned stacks of them. What were the other ones I could have written down? But like Zed Cars, a good theme. Zed um, Cars was good, yeah. Which yeah. Everton, you mentioned earlier on, Everton yeah. took up as their... Their theme uh, tune. Their theme tune, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they come out to it, don't they? Really, isn't it? I yeah, mean, compared, I mean, you never walk alone, as, you know, as much as we don't like it being associated necessarily with Liverpool... Or, or any football team, really. I think it's I don't a like the song. splendid <laughs> song. I love the song. I can't uh, stand it. Uh, Van der Volk, I've got in there. The Sweeney. Yeah, the Sweeney. Good one. You missed out the sport ones. So you've got uh, the Test Match Special, the Booker, yeah. and the M- Booker T and the MGs. Yeah. And I thought it was a bit of a cheat having the ones that just used old songs on I mean, well, like the which Elvis, is why i didn't example. which is why i didn't have top gear yeah true right with um yeah, jessica with is comp- and, and and formula one with the chain all yeah. of those are just taking a song you know which we could talk about on anything couldn't we? and the office did a version of uh handbags and glad rags which is which is obviously a great song that's uh, a great song but the office stinks the place out it's awful oh see i know i like the office as well well, I like um, the American Office, but the, but the English. No, I've office. never seen Gosh. one episode of the American Office. The American Office, office is the British Office. Well, for me, it's just so good that I well, can't sort of associate I, watching the US one. Everyone okay. tells me it's better than the British one, but it is. Yeah. I, I well, okay. I, I think I absolutely hate Ricky Gervais. I think he's as funny as an outbreak of herpes. So i so he doesn't make me laugh. At all, speaks very highly of you, though. I don't give a damn. Whereas right. Steve Carell absolutely has me roaring. I think he's brilliant. So it, I, the American Office is way better than the English one for me. Way better. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll uh, we'll have to we'll have to disagree on disagree disagree on that one. I think uh, on the whole, people that like the American one probably watch the American one first. I would say. That would be my assumption. Um, mm. I could have, I could have, I could have McCartney in doing the end theme to Crossroads on a particularly <laughs> sad episode, but I won't because no, that would please, be mentioning an uh, Charlie's Angels. What about Charlie's Angels? Yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. I'd thought about that. Minder. Yeah, now that was Dennis. Well, Dennis, Dennis Waterman, Waterman. Didn't yeah. He? yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be. Was it called I Can Be So Good? I could be so good for you. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm going to just run through it. We haven't got any mothers to, to shout out. No, 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 no. Um, now, if I can find them. I know. I know that I got some through. Um, here we go. So it wasn't Graham. It was Mark who's given us some TV no. themes. 
well, some of which we have mentioned already. He's got the monkeys theme. Yeah. Uh, now he's got again. This qualifies as one of those where I think, yeah, it's a bit cheating. Babber O'Reilly by the Who, which is the theme used for CSI. New oh well, I mean, they're, but they're all the CSI. <laughs> they're all Who songs, aren't they? Yeah. Searching my soul, Vonda Shepherd. So Alan McBeal. Only fools yeah. and horses. I had that one. Uh, oh, that's living all right. Joe Fagan from Alf Wiedersehen. Living Kent. all right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, t- t- maybe tomorrow by Terry Bush from the Littlest Hobo. Don't know. Hi ho, Silver. Jim Diamond from Boone. I remember that one. And oh, uh, Lee Majors, the full guy. Oh, the full guy. Yeah, yeah. He was the uh, yeah. What was the name of the song? I can't read my own writing here. It's something Stuntman. Unknown. The Unknown Stuntman. Actually yeah, sung by Lee Majors. I remember the series, but... Um... You can rebuild him, but that's a different show. Uh, Hawaii Five-0 and the A-Team. Now, Barbie has given us uh, many that I don't know. Uh, the one I do know is MASH, yeah. which I spoke about. And the other ones I've got here, Orange is the New Black. That's the one about... Um... The um the, the the prisoners, that's a Netflix series. Okay, you've got time. L'Orchestra Cinematic, uh, disjointed, which is Jack. I'm mellow. Um, sung. Well, actually, this is a very old song. Trixie Smith, back in 1938. Uh, Weeds, Malvina Reynolds. No, little boxes, and absolutely fabulous. Abfab, Abfab, which is a show I've never, never got into. I don't know. No, no, I didn't either. Joanna Lumley um, and Jennifer Saunders. Jennifer Saunders, I was going to say, yeah. married to Rick Adrian, Rick, Rick, no, Adrian Edmondson. Uh, Edmondson, yes, right. Yeah, Rick Mail's the one that died, wasn't he? He was a funny guy. Um, now, this is a version, I presume it's not, it's, this wheel's on fire. Of course, it's a Bob Dylan song. It is. Brian Auger, the Trinity, and, and Julie yeah. Driscoll. This is performed yeah. by Julie Driscoll and Adrian Edmondson. Oh, okay. And another show that I've scribbled down, but I don't know much about, is All That. Do you know that? She did tell me about it, actually, but I can't remember. That's it. That vote. The voting is up. It is. And talking of voting, and all the voting in, we're going to get Rebecca on. Can we? Are we going to get Rebecca on for the Eurovision? I don't. I don't think. Well, I, I think. I think that it's because we've gone back to ten o'clock, that will be eleven. I was just thinking. Yeah, I was going to say to yeah, you the other day. No, it, it'll be too late. I think because she's she'll be teaching, and she's also five and a half months pregnant. So. Jackie's keen. Jackie's keen already. What She's... Rebecca said was she said she was quite happy to record something earlier, or she was quite happy to give us a list of songs that she thinks should be in there. Because the thing is that I haven't watched I mean I I take the mick out of Eurovision. I'll, I'll do it for fun, but I actually what I might do is to do hers, not mine. Because I haven't got any. Okay. Alright. Well that's not gonna be till mid-May anyway. So in the meantime, that is it. 
or TV teams. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Thank you very much, Stinky Pete, for your selections. It was, it was fun. Most of which I've heard of. There were a couple that threw in at the end there, which yeah, it was good fun. And bring back memories of some of these old shows, it must be said. Yeah. Uh, this podcast will be posted to the usual places over the weekend to um, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc., etc. And ultimately, we will be on the BBC. Yes, we're still waiting for the call. Eagerly awaiting it. We're very patient. Maybe, maybe hell will freeze over first. <laughs> Ninety-four episodes. You think they would have got us by now? <laughs> you would think. You would have thought so. Um, so yeah so that's it thank you very much so all I've got to say is good night from me and it's a good night from him not half not half thank you very much bye